Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, hello, everyone, and happy Thursday. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And for those who are in the Los Angeles area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including right those, all of those right here in the San Francisco Bay Area where we are getting some much-needed rain, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. And I will be logging into the chat room. Our chat room is open. So I'll be logging in there after the show. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns that you would like forwarded to me, you can type them in, and Producer Kaino will make sure I get them. Also, if you'd like to call in with a question, uh, just press 1, and Producer Kaino will be connecting with you, and she'll get you to me. So as we head into the Really, you know, wonderful, very home and hearth, and yet oddly, uh, shall we say, dynamic season of the holidays when a lot of energy is going around, there's a lot of rushing, there's a lot of interacting with people, all of that. When focusing on living a compassionate and loving way of life, often one of the greatest challenges is when life throws us out of our place of harmonious balance. And nothing does this quite so well as the holidays. We're dealing with family members, we're dealing with friends, we're rushed, we're trying to manage both our money and gift giving and where we're going to go and who's hosting and cleaning up. All of these things can take us out of our serene, happy place. And that's why I'm calling this episode, Go There, Just Don't Pitch a Tent. Which means that as we move through the emotions and what's going on in our lives, whether it's on a mental level, a physical level, or a spiritual level, if you attempt not to be upset just because you don't believe you should, that does not inspire balance. We are not designed to always be wonderful and serene and lovely and and compassionate. I mean, we can be there a lot of the time, but it is human nature not to be there all the time. And when we take a look at those moments when we are not in our happy place, when we're feeling upset, when we're feeling afraid, when we're feeling nervous or resentful or, or any one of those things, The important thing is that it is a feeling and it creates a chemical reaction within you. You know, adrenaline is going to kick in. You know, if you feel upset, you know, somebody cuts you off on the freeway and immediately there's an adrenaline reaction. There's a what the heck and maybe some anger comes out. Tell ourselves, oh, I'm not supposed to be angry. I'm not supposed to be upset. You know, oh, nothing but love. that does not keep us from feeling it. It merely suppresses it. And that feeling is going to come out somewhere else. Uh, It's 
the law of physics that states that energy is neither created nor destroyed. It simply changes form. So if you have an energetic of anger and you decide, nope, I am not going to feel angry. Anger is not an appropriate reaction. I'm just going to have it be love. Well, that anger isn't going anywhere. All it's doing is is shifting into some sort of little passive place where it's going to wait. It's like, okay, the next time you're angry, you're going to deal with that anger, and you're still going to deal with me. So how do we find balance in unbalanced times? How do we find our way back to the eye of the storm where everything is nice and quiet and it may be chaos around you, but, you know, you find that spot where you can at least take a breath and take a look at it. And really, it starts off with acknowledging that whether or not others may feel you have a reason to be upset, you can't base your upset on what other people believe you should be feeling. It may be that something just strikes you in a particular way and it triggers a particular emotional response. That response is uniquely yours. It does not have to mean anything. It does not even have to be really justified for it to exist within you. And when you look at those moments where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm really upset, that moment doesn't last forever. You go, oh, wow, I'm really feeling upset. Why am I feeling upset? Well, I'm feeling upset because of this particular thing that happened. Oh, okay. Either I correct it or I walk away from it. Problem solved. And you are able to go, all right, I went there. I had every reason to go there. And that doesn't mean I have to stay there. Just because I go into fear doesn't mean that that becomes my full reality for the rest of whatever. It just means that in that moment, that's what I'm feeling, what I'm feeling. And it's okay because we all have feelings that just kind of happen. We don't choose to have the feelings. We can choose how we respond to it. If you have, you know, somebody cuts you off, your choices are to go, wow, that was a really lousy thing that that person did they're a jerk. Or, you know, you can follow them or whatever, and that never leads to anything good. That, I I guarantee you, if you pursue something like that, if, if you escalate it, you will be trending on YouTube because everybody's got cameras and people are going to be seeing you act out on, on, on the camera. So, See, life was a lot simpler when, you know, our phones were attached to walls, nobody took pictures. Now, any embarrassing moment and any moment that you lose it can end up on the Internet. So keep that in mind. As you acknowledge that the person cut you off, wow, that was, that was really inconsiderate. That was really rude. And then you think to yourself, wow, how many times have I cut somebody off and I didn't realize I was cutting them off? That's where I go. And it's like, okay, karmically it all balances out. So, you know, I mean, and this morning as I was driving in, and I drive an hour into work, you know, from on top of a mountain, and I was driving next to this guy, and he starts fading into my lane. Before I could, you know, I look over, and it's like, wait a minute, he's moving over. 
before I could reach my horn, he looks over and sees me. And, you know, since I was on his left side, you know, you know how you have that blind spot. Apparently I was in his blind spot, and he didn't turn and look. Well, he looked, he immediately corrected, and, you know, he waved like, sorry. It's like, you know what, hey, you know, I'm not going to hold it against him. You know, we all miss the blind spot every once in a while. The thing was, in the split second that I went into Son of a biscuit, this guy is merging into me and, and he's going to hit me. What a moron. To, oh, he really didn't see me. And, you know, and that's okay. No harm done. Nothing happened. He corrected. We both went on our way. I didn't have to stay in the irritated moment. And, you know, sometimes that happens. Now, sometimes the person moves into your lane and there's lots of honking and they drive off or, you know, they, you know, extend half of a peace sign. And, you know, and you're stuck with that, what a moron. They didn't even acknowledge that they were at fault. And then, you know, you think about all the people that irritate you and, you know, you begin your day holding on to that energy. It's not wrong to feel the energy when it happens. Holding on to it is a choice. And if you're dealing with somebody who is like a dog with a bone about a topic and they keep bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up, that's somebody who's having a problem letting go. Not only have they pitched a tent, they've, you know, laid out some concrete, put down a foundation, and they're building a summer home. You can't control that. None of us can control that. What we can control is, you know, the idea that it's like, look, if you're going to keep bringing this up to me, then either tell me what you need to tell me one time and we let it go or I'm not going to be around you until you figure out a way to get this out of your system. You know, you don't have to match anger with anger. You don't have to, well, okay, I did this, but then you did this and you did this and you did this. What that does is that escalates it. When we aren't able to shift ourselves out of an emotional state, then, you know, it's either going to stew or it's going to, going to boil over. Either one of those solutions, you know, when it stews, it damages you. It, it, it becomes this internalized thing that is just going to gnaw at you. If it boils over, then it becomes a public thing and boom, you're back on YouTube again. So when you are in a position of acknowledging what it is you're feeling, that you're upset, that you're afraid, that you're hurt, that you're feeling guilty, whatever it is that you're feeling, acknowledge that that feeling exists, that you don't even have to have a really good reason for the feeling to exist. It just does. And that you are not going to stay in that. It's like, wow, that was jerky. Well, moving on with my day. We can't choose how people react to us, whether it's justified or not. What we can choose is to decide to make our reaction conscious as opposed to unconscious. Make it an action as opposed to a reaction. Because as long as we can still have choice in how we respond, then we can be able to say, you know what, I'm going to create my reality around this. I reject that reality and I'm replacing it with my own. Where, you know what, 
you did a jerky thing, but that doesn't mean that you get to ruin my day. You said something inconsiderate, but that doesn't mean that is the reality that everybody feels about me. You know, there's lots of people who feel wonderful things about me, and I think I'm going to go talk to them because I don't need to hear, you know, negative opinions and negativity that's not productive. I mean, sometimes even your friends are going to tell you, you know, in fact, your best friends will write you the reality check and say, you know what, we need to talk. And and that's cool, and that's wonderful to have friends that, you know, you can go to and say, hey, we need to talk, because you know that what they mean is the best for you. And, you know, maybe they're telling you something that's going to irritate you, but in your heart, you know, it's like, you know what, they wouldn't be saying it if they didn't care about me. So, you know, having our good friends who, you know, tell us, not to pitch a tent and say, all right, you know, let's get past this moment so we can go and do something fun. You know, let's get out of this space that we're in, look at it, what are we supposed to learn from it? Hey, you know, some people miss the blind spot, let's move on. Often we get stuck in a moment and in an emotion because meaning is added to it. It's not just that the person, you know, missed you in their blind spot. Suddenly there's all this meaning. It's like, well, and people are constantly disrespecting me and this and that and, and, you know, and I'm getting picked on all the time and, you know, and suddenly all this other story gets added to it and that increases the intensity of it. That's when we get stuck in it, when it becomes an example of, you know, how unfair things are or, you know, how picked on we are or how disrespected we are. By letting each specific event be just that, a specific event. It's a photograph. And do you want that photograph to be what shapes your day or your week or your month or your holiday season? Or do you allow it to be, you know what, all right, that was a moment that sucked, moving on. I don't need to carry that moment. What did I need to learn from it? Maybe I just needed to learn that some people miss the blind spot. Maybe I needed to learn that sometimes people speak without really paying attention to what comes out. And sometimes people say hurtful things. Sometimes people do hurtful things. I don't have to understand why they said it or why they did it to let it go. Because sometimes it just comes out to, well, they had a jerk moment. They... You know, maybe they had a bad day and they're, you know, going to reflect it out. I don't have to own that. That's, you know, as the saying goes, not my circus, not my monkeys. So, you know, that it really isn't anything that I can control or had anything to do with. So if they choose to take it out on me, they're going to do it from a distance. They're going to, you know, because I don't need to stay there and experience it because I got stuff to do. So by allowing yourself to say, you know what, what is my choice out of all this? What is it that I want to hold on to? Do I want this gnawing at me all day? Because all day can turn into all week, that can turn into all month, that can turn into years of resentment that builds up. And it it often, you know, when people have these like long-term grudges or long-term angry moments, it started with something really simple. 
it started with something that really didn't deserve the energy that was put into it. And the next thing you know, people aren't speaking for years and they can't even remember why. So take a look at what it is that really the situation breaks down to. What is the truth of the situation? You know, the guy who almost ran into me. You know, the truth was that his vehicle came very close to occupying the same space as mine, which generally ends badly. What his motivation was, what could have happened, you know, what it meant about him, what it meant about me, all of that is story. All of that is what gets attached to it. When the truth was that he was moving over into a lane that I was occupying. And when he realized it, you know, he corrected, he waved like, sorry. And we were both able to go on with our day and not even think about it. Well, at least until I decided to share it with all of you. But only as an example. So, you know, whoever you are, guy out there, you know, no hard feelings. So when you look at, especially at this time of the year, where it is so easy for things to be said that somebody is going to take wrong. Um, often, you know, I'll be, I'll be working with people and they'll say, you know, I swear, all I said was, and how they took it was, and there is a great big gap between those two. And they can't understand, well, how could this person have reacted this way? And it's like, okay, do you know what person went through right before they dealt with you? And he said, no. I said, neither do I. So it may have had absolutely nothing to do with you. When I was young, um, my sister would, you know, we'd go to church and we were raised Catholic. And so we would sing. And one day my sister turned to me and said, I hate standing next to you because you sing so bad. And I was maybe, you know, eight, nine when that happened. I carried that statement through my entire adult life. And, you know, some years ago, my sister passed away. And before she passed, we had a chance to talk out a lot of things. And we actually became closer than we had ever been. And that was one of the gifts of that whole process. And so I, you know, we, we were forgiving each other. It's like, you know what, whatever it was that you feel I need to, for, to ask a forgiveness for, I ask it and I ask your forgiveness. If there's anything that you are sorry for, I forgive you. We don't need to go through each and everything. And so she was cool with that and we were sitting there and I was thinking. And I said, well, I said, can I ask you one thing though? And she said, what? I said, can I ask you why you said that you hated standing next to me in church because you hated how I sang. And she looked at me and she had no recollection that she had ever done that. It it was a momentary, you know, we were talking about it and she said, well, I don't know, maybe I was feeling jealous of you or, you know, something got to me in that moment and I expressed that, but she had no conscious memory. Where she had no conscious memory of it, I carried that memory, and it prevented me from singing through most of my life. I didn't want anybody to hear me sing because I believed I was that horrible a singer. And it turns out, actually, I'm not so bad. 
But, you know, I'm sure Celine Dion isn't losing sleep over me. But, you know, hey, you know, I, I can carry a tune. So the idea that that phrase, a very short, little, snarky comment, when I was a child through my entire adult life, as opposed to maybe the next day or later that day, if I had looked at her and said, you know what, it really hurt my feelings. Do you really think that I sing badly? Now, she may have said yes. She may have said, well, no, you know, I, I was just upset. I was upset about something else. And yet, by not asking that, by not approaching that, I pitched a tent. I put down roots, I laid my foundation, and I said, no, I'm going to make this my reality and I am going to feel slighted by her my whole life for this. And I really felt that it was such a blessing that we had a chance to talk about it. And she looked at me, she goes, really, you carried that your whole life? And I said, yeah, I did. But see, that had nothing to do with her. That was my choice. It was my choice because I was afraid to ask the question, wait a minute, you need to clarify this statement. You know, what what evidence do you have to support this? Does anybody else feel this way? So after that, you know, it was just really hard for me. And I love to sing. But I cut something out of my life that I loved because I was embarrassed, because I felt ashamed, because I felt guilty that, you know, well, how, I, how dare I ruin everybody else's time with my horrible singing. And, you know, that really is, for me, one of the most powerful examples that, you know what, ask the question for, you know, to clarify something. If somebody says something that hurts you, clarify it. Because otherwise, if you don't take it apart right then and say, hey, whoa, wait a minute, time out. What do you mean by that? A lot of times people don't realize what it is that they're saying. And they don't realize the message transmitted is not the message received. When we don't clarify the message that's been received, then it can lock us into a feeling. It can lock us into a space where we go there and we stay there for a long time. The trick is, don't feel bad about going there. Just make sure you don't stay there. Make sure there's an exit strategy. Often the exit strategy can be, whoa, you know, you want to explain that? What do you mean by that? Now, in the holidays, one of my favorite parts of the holidays is holiday foods. Oh, my gosh, stuff comes out at this time of the year that is just so yummy. And and for me, you know, because when I grew up, you know, I, I was the child of two tremendously good cooks. So, you know, food was very much a part of, of our holiday tradition and having family over and friends over. And there were pies and there were cakes and there were cookies and, and just amazing stuff. And I also know that for those who are struggling, you know, with, with their weight, it can be a really difficult, challenging time. And often, you know, people want to give that advice. It's like, oh, do you really need to get that extra piece of cake? Or do you really need to, you know, I mean, they mean well. It's well-meaning. 
it's like, well, you know, you might want to be careful with that, you know, that turkey because, you know, what was the phrase, a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. It's like, wow, really? Do I need the food police here? I know I don't. And often people will make these comments thinking they're being helpful and they're not. They're wrong, and I mean not a little bit wrong, but a lot wrong. It's important to, you know, and when those moments happen, often the person will not say anything, but they will, you know, they'll go off, they're going to stew, they're going to, they're going to feel guilty. They're going to project self-blame. Oh, my gosh, you know, they're right, and, you know, and I shouldn't be eating that. They shouldn't have noticed it, and, you know, they shouldn't have said it out loud. And, you know, so it goes into a whole place of story. If somebody says something like that, it's like, wow, you know, you you know, are you sure you need that, you know, that piece of pie? And you just look at them and say, well, what do you mean? And have them have them clarify it. Well, um, you know, it's just, you know, if you're struggling with your weight, it's like, and what does that have to do with it? What are you telling me? What are you saying? I mean, you don't have to do this at the dinner table, but, you know, take them aside afterwards. And you can say, you know what? I understand that you thought you were helping, but you really weren't. And it really hurt my feelings. So I am asking you not to bring that up again in my presence because I will walk away from you. I will not respond to you. So the idea that you can take a situation and create empowerment out of it. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to be angry. It's best not to match that, you know, not to play tit for tat, not to go into, well, you know, yeah, I did this, but, you know, let's count off all the things that you did. That never goes anywhere good because all it does is escalate it. By saying, you know what, you know, what this person said was hurtful to me. And acknowledging within yourself, yeah, that was hurtful to me. And I don't have to justify it. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to have a a meaning. It's just that the words were hurtful. Then what's the action step? Well, what do I want to do about that? How do I want to respond? You know, can I take them aside and say, you know what, that was not okay. You know, I do not appreciate that person, it's like, well, you know, I I just wanted to, it's like, you know, I I understand you meant well, but the way you did it was not a good way to do it. That's empowering. And that also helps somebody else to figure out, you know, if you've got somebody who cares about you, they don't know how to respond appropriately. You know, they may say something where they, they really do mean well. It's just the application was really flawed. So you can help them have a better way to respond to stuff. I was speaking with someone this morning who there was a death in the family. It was very sudden and, and, and you know, really it was, it was an act of violence. And she said that, you know, when she heard, she froze. She said, I felt so bad. I didn't know what to say. So I, I couldn't say anything. And I said, well, it's better not to say anything than to say something hurtful because you feel like you've got to fill up that space. Ultimately, you can just say, I am so terribly sorry. 
and how can I help you right now? Is there anything that I can do? Can I get make you some tea? You know, would you like a hug? Can I hold your hand right now? That is a positive way to respond. You know, by not suggesting anything, by not trying to fix them, by just letting them be where they are. Because that's also a part of dealing with other people is that you let them be in the emotion they're in knowing that it will pass if it's allowed to. So be yourselves. Be authentic. Go there. Just don't pitch a tent. Experience the emotion, but don't stay in it. And that's one of the ways that you can get through the holidays with a bit less stress. So best of luck with that. All righty. Well, thank you for joining me, and we'll be back next week. And if you would like to know more about me or contact me, you can do so through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. I will be logging into the chat room after the show, so if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, I'll be happy to address them then. And I wish everyone a wonderful day. I wish you balance. I wish you blessings. I wish you genuine, authentic emotions that are experienced and then let go so that you can make room for something really cool to come in. And that cool thing to come in is empowerment. So take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you next week. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Bye-bye.